Tommy Lloyd has the last laugh and why we should never doubt anything that he's doing again based off the last 24 to 48 hours. Let's get to it. You are locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right, thank you very much for being with us. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a ton to get to today. Arizona basketball, the roster has been totally replenished. Arizona football is getting some commits, why we should never doubt Tommy Lloyd, and that's what we're going to get to here first. For the longest time you heard about it, people complaining, does Tommy Lloyd really know how to recruit? Yes, we can tell that he can coach. Yes, he was Mark Few's right-hand man at Gonzaga. But does he really know what he's doing when it comes to the recruiting high schools, when it comes to recruiting transfer portal kids? And lo and behold, it turns out that he does. First, with foot, with basketball. Everybody at wondering, what's the deal with the, what's the deal? Are you going to get any of these high school kids? You struck out on Ty Ty Washington. You struck out on a myriad of other guys, uh, Shaden Sharp. Well, those guys went to Kentucky. But what can you really do when it comes to high school recruiting? Well, lo and behold, we found out that he can do some stuff when it comes to high school recruiting. And that first uh, was bringing in, excuse me, bringing in uh, uh, KJ Lewis, bringing in Kylan Boswell. Okay. Both five-star kids, both could have gone to pretty much anywhere they wanted. And so that alleviated a little bit of the concern. But then people wondering about the transfer portal. Oh, you're missing out on all these kids left and right. Um, you know, why aren't you getting anybody? Well, Tommy Lloyd has said from day one that everything is about fit. We're going to get to that in just a second, what he means by that. But when he means when he's talking fit, he's also talking about maybe taking a loss so that the strength of the program is better going forward. And that's exactly what he did. You got a Cedric Henderson out of Campbell. You might be saying Campbell with the rolling eye emojis. No, you need to actually look, watch when they played Duke and I, it's on YouTube. I would encourage you. He's six foot five. He looks every bit the part of a player that belongs out there. And I certainly think that he could have played at a lot of different schools, Texas tech, uh, excuse me, Texas Tech, North Carolina State schools of that ilk right there. He was absolutely fantastic um, and a great fit. He's not necessarily going to be able to replace Dalen Terry. Nobody's going to be able to replace Dalen Terry because he was a six foot eight jack of all trades that also became a pretty clutch scorer as the season went on. But if you can get 10 and 5 from Campbell with some of the facilitating, excuse me, Henderson, with some of the facilitating that Dale and Terry brought to the equation, you're cooking with fire. And again, he's about six foot five, six foot six. He's going to give you some real position flexibility right there. Big time move by Tommy Lloyd. Also, a kid that 100% understands his role. The other kid is Courtney Ramey out of Texas. We've talked about him before, but about six foot one ball or a defensive pest scored about 12 points per game as a junior, which is I think more indicative of what he could do at the university of Arizona, mainly because it was more of an up-tempo style offense, more along the lines of what Tommy Lloyd likes to run. So another great fit. He's going to slide in right there. He's going to be starting at the two right next to Kirk Creesa, big time moves, getting both of those guys right there. And let's, let's be honest here. 
people got to start stop doubting Tommy Lloyd. Look at where Arizona basketball was at this point last year. You hadn't won a tournament game in the last five years. Your coach was dismissed. You brought in a longtime assistant. You wondered who was going to be able to stay on the roster, who was leaving. You bring in Tommy Lloyd, and he hits all the right buttons immediately. He's able to retain the roster, and as the season goes on, or even before the season, Christian Coloco, he said, this is a guy that could be a defensive player of the year. He talked about how Arizona had the potential to be really good, and his closing phrase, which I absolutely love, was, I know what good teams look like. This is a good team right here. Everything he said turned out to be true. And not only did he underpromise and overdeliver, he did it in a big way because Arizona was number one seed in the NCAA tournament. I think that they're going to be a little bit underrated this coming year, but I look for Arizona to be somewhere in that 15 to 20 realm nationally, maybe a little bit higher, maybe a little bit lower, but that's where Arizona will probably end at the end of the day. Again, kudos to Tommy Lloyd. Because while a lot of people doubted him, he had a big plan. And his big plan is obviously continuity along with bringing in some really talented players on top of that. So now that we got this roster set, let's look at how some of these minute breakdowns might uh, might occur. All right, Kirk Kreese. At the point guard position, he's going to be playing, what, 25 to 30 minutes a game, bare minimum, maybe a little bit more. I mean, he's that talented. He can make that one work. And so Kirk Kreese, obviously going to be right there. Uh, Courtney Ramey, kids that are all big 12 that come here from Texas generally aren't coming here to sit on the bench. He's probably going to play 25 to 30 minutes per game. Then at the small forward position, that's where it gets interesting. You got Pella Larson, you got Cedric Henderson. Pella Larson was your sixth man of the year last year. He's going, he's not coming off. He's probably not coming off the bench. But it also depends on how good Cedric Henderson is. Again, I get that Henderson played at Campbell last year, and he averaged 15 and 6 there, but you need to watch the film. He looks the part. He looks the way that a impact transfer is supposed to look. So between Pella Larson, between Cedric Henderson, I would certainly keep an eye on that, on that competition right there. The main reason I would also keep an eye on it, though, is because both of them – both of them have something interesting going in that if Henderson starts, that's a great thing for Arizona. And it means that they're probably a top 15 team because Pella Larson is already a known commodity. We know exactly what Pella Larson can do. And it's good. Again, he was the sixth man of the year last year in the conference and became a stable shooter, a steady ball handler, everything that you would really want. And so if Henderson comes in and nudges him out of the equation, then you're kind of thinking to yourself, all right, maybe there's a little bit more to work with here. Maybe there's a little bit more talent on board as well. So we'll definitely keep you up to date on that. Adama Ball, uh, small forward out of uh, small forward out of France. We've talked about him a ton too. When you get a player that a number one seed in the nation starts putting out there towards the end of games who hasn't played a ton, that generally means that they're trying to get him ready for next year. And that's exactly what Tommy Lloyd did with ball. I'll be fascinated to see what the next level is for him. Can he make that next move? Because you look at Ben Matherin was able to make that next move. You look at Christian Coloco, Dalen Terry, all those years, that first year under Tommy Lloyd, they were able to exact every bit of possibilities that they had out of that team right there. 
I'll be interested to see what Adama Ball can do there. But I do know that Tommy Lloyd looks at him and says that there's something to work with there. And as we've talked about, if Tommy Lloyd says there's something to work with there, then there's something to work with there. All right. Another guy, Philip Bohr of Cannon. I have no clue what to expect from him. And anybody that tells you they have any clue what to expect from him is making that up. Bohr of Cannon is obviously out of uh, international recruit. Everybody's seen the highlights. He's six foot eight. He can handle. He's getting step backs. He's getting to his spot. It was against pretty low level competition, but that's all you can really go by. If he's good enough for Tommy Lloyd, he's good enough for me. Again, trust Tommy Lloyd right there. So keep your, we're going to get to the front court here in a second. And let's be honest here. The front court is where Arizona is going to make its bones. So if Arizona is going to go far, it's going to be because of the front court. But first, Bet Online Sportsbook. Bet Online Sportsbook has been around forever. And it's there's a reason it's been around forever. It's because it's the best, it's the best thing going on out there right now. You have the best odds, you have the best props, and you have up-to-date betting. There's it's easy to navigate as well. I think a lot of people look at the betting industry and they're like, oh gosh, you know, I don't really want to, I don't really understand how to do it. It's a little bit out of my realm, but you don't worry about that with the bet with bet online sports book. It's tailor made just for you. Again, all the best props, all the best odds, and it brings a hundred percent credibility with it. Check out the bet online sports book. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about the front court for Arizona basketball, because the front court is where Arizona basketball is going to make its bones, where it's going to live, where it's going to die. Azulis Tabellas is coming back as the best player on this team. This shouldn't really be a surprise to anybody. Azulis is an all-conference player last year, and he was able to put up about 15 and seven. Arizona needs more than that out of him this year. Arizona needs about 17 and eight, something in that realm. As long as you get 17 and eight, you're going to be good because that's going to mean that you're going to have a player that is commanding double teams, that is drawing double teams. And if you get that, then you're going to be good to go. And only thing that I would look for with Azulis is to just make sure that his mind's right. If Azulis's mind is right, then I think the rest of it will come with it because he can you know, his feel for the game is very good. He's strong. He just needs to get back into that realm where he was. Now, the other two players, Umar Ballo. I expected nothing out of Umar Ballo last year. Anybody that's watched uh, me over the years knows that I'm generally circumspect about transfers who don't play anywhere where they were before and expecting big things. Umar Ballo gave me the big middle finger. And you know what? I have no problem with that. As a matter of fact, I'd like more middle fingers like that. Umar Ballo came in and was not only a defensive presence, was a guy who tried to dunk everything around the rim. People jokingly called him Baby Shaq to a certain extent. But again, he was physical, he was tough, and that's what you look for. He was out of his realm a little bit against quicker, more athletic teams. So I would certainly keep that under consideration as well. But anybody that has looked at Azulis Tabellas, Anybody that has, or excuse me, uh, Umar Ballo, whether that be on campus, whether that be at the rec center, can tell that this guy has leaned down a great deal. I think the promise of him being able to start, the promise of him possibly having an NBA career is something that was very enticing to him, as it would be for most people. So 
you keep him in the you keep him there, and let's say he gets you twenty five minutes a game. You would like to get something like eleven points and seven rebounds, along with a couple blocks, because again, he's more than capable of that. So again, twenty to twenty five minutes there. Julius Tabell is obviously in that thirty minute realm. All right, Henry Visar. One of the best international prospects coming into college basketball was also one of the worst kept secrets that he was going to come to the University of Arizona, uh, played over in Real Madrid, Spain, NBA prospect, probably a two-year player. A lot of people wonder, all right, well, with Visa, what exactly uh, can we expect? I'm never the guy that's going to count on 20 and 10 coming in for a freshman, especially an international player. I think you're looking more at about 9.6 rebounds and there's nothing wrong with nine points and six rebounds. He's coming in. He's a skinny kid, but he's got some real skill. He's got a death touch and he's got some skill around the perimeter or and around the basket. The main thing that you need from Visar is you need him to be able to get physically in shape, physically as strong as possible, as quick as possible. But the arrival, the destination on arrival for me when it become for Henry Visar will be next year at this time. I think this first year is a feeling out process. He's talented enough that he's going to be able to make moves. He's going to be able to make some plays, but next year is where that next year is where everything really starts to hit the uh, hits the mat right there. If you can get him where he's going in as an all conference caliber player as a sophomore, that probably means that he's off to the NBA after that. But again, the one thing that Tommy Lloyd has shown is that he knows how to recruit internationally. He knows the kind of players. Jack Murphy is that exact same way. So again, big tip of the cap right there for what they were been able to do with the uh, international market and how they were able to fit, fill out this perimeter or excuse me, this uh, interior. Again, Tommy Lloyd gets it. We've talked about this, but I think by this time he's earned all of our trust. We should trust Tommy Lloyd. I trust Tommy Lloyd. You should trust Tommy Lloyd. All right. One other player too that people ask about, is he going to come in? Is he going to come back? Kylan Boswell. Boswell Boswell's an interesting player because he's a five-star point guard, but I don't know that it really behooves anybody at this time to bring him in. Mainly, I would keep him in there. He's a normal kid age-wise for his class, 17 points or excuse me, uh, ranked around 17th in the country. I would keep him in high school because, again, I've already got Kirk Kreese. I got Courtney Ramey. I'm pro- he's Boswell's not going to be the difference between a championship and not a championship, so I would keep him in there as well. And let's talk a little bit on the other side about the roster continuity that does go with basically Arizona basketball and a little bit about Arizona football as well. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, Wednesday, we're going to have a big NBA segment coming up here with the three players that are in the draft, what you see, what you should expect. But just also, roster continuity is a huge thing for Tommy Lloyd. Again, came from Gonzaga where you don't have a lot of problems. Arizona basketball, when it did have its problems under Sean Miller, it was never for a lack of talent. It was for a lack of guys who probably just didn't want to be here, who wanted to get off to the NBA, who basically looked at Arizona as a pit stop. That's not the situation right now with this team. You've got all guys that have pretty much defined roles, and that's a tip of the cap to Tommy Lloyd right there for being able to make that one happen. All right, transitioning over to football. Jed Fish. Again, no clue if Jed Fish can coach or not, but you can't. You got to love the hire so far because he is recruiting at a level that Arizona has not seen. 
We all know about the 2022 class where you brought in maybe the best receiving class in the nation. If it wasn't the best receiving class in the nation, it was certainly right there. You had obviously Tatora McMillan, Jacob Cowing, Kevin Green, Kean Burnett, AJ Jones. We've been all over that. But this next class might not be as highly rated, but it's going to be every bit as impactful, if not more impactful. And the main reason is, is because he knows he's got to get bigger on both sides of the line. And he's got to be able to bring in some kids, especially from other regions. Again, California is awesome. It's where Jed Fish is recruiting, especially in that Trinity League, is probably the best league in the entire country. But that's also being mined by a lot of different schools. So if you can get into one other state and the one other state that you would like to get into is Texas, that really will behoove you. So let's talk about some of the players that just committed from Texas. First is Carter Stoutmeyer. You might know him. You might know his pops, Omar Stoutmeyer, played in the NFL, played for the Cowboys. Any Cowboys fan will remember that name. Carter Stoutmeyer had offers from Penn State and Mississippi State. I don't care if he's a three-star kid. That is what you're going for. When Arizona was struggling in football, whether it was with Rich Rod, whether it was Sumlin, we were cheering because you just beat out Rice and Tulane for kids. I want to be beating out Mississippi State and Penn State occasionally for this type of kid. Then you got another safety, or excuse me, another defensive back out of Texas, Arian Parrish, who committed to Arizona over Arkansas. That's what I'm looking for. Again, you need to try to get players that, if they're not the highest rated kid in the world, that's fine. But other schools looked at it and said, yeah, we'd like to have him. And let's then talk, let's move over to California then, because that's where I think you're really going to start seeing some headway. Lucas Conti is the epitome of what Arizona football is trying to get here coming forward. He's a six foot five, 265 pound defensive tackle who, well, we can just be honest here, could, is probably not going to play as a freshman. Maybe he plays, who knows? But you're looking at him as a sophomore and a junior down the line, and you're ready to rock and roll if that's your guy right there. He is a he's a big time talent. He is also a player who had offers from other Pac-12, other Power Five schools, your Colorados, your ASUs. He probably could have got a UCLA or a, you know offers like that. You bring him in, you talk about getting the length, getting the size in there at six five two sixty, and from there. You know, you, it's up to the coaches to coach him up, but the coaching staff gets that. They know that they've got to go heavy on the defensive line this year. There's only generally five to eight players who are capable of doing such things as coming in and starting immediately or playing big time minutes at Alabama. And those kids are generally going to the SEC. And if they're on the West Coast and they're staying on the West Coast, they're probably going to USC. Or they're probably going to Oregon. Your Kayvon Thibodeau's of the world. But Arizona can make a living off kids like Lucas Conti. As long as you get him in here, you coach him up. And before long, they become a player. They become a real impact player. And you've got him for a couple of years as well. That's where coaching comes in. One other kid to keep an eye on is Justin Johnson out of Inglewood. All right. He's not the highest rated kid, but here's all I care about. He has an offer, offers, committable offers from Florida State and uh, Michigan State. Again, I don't need to be competing against Alabama's or, you know, but if I can get kids that have Michigan state offers, I am going to be more than okay with that mainly because Michigan state is at the level that Arizona aspires to be. And it's a reasonable level to try to aspire to. So again, Jed fish gets this recruiting game right here. He gets this one in spades. 
I don't necessarily look for a top 25 class coming in here, but I do look for a class that will that will be as impactful where you look at two, three years down the line and you're like, man, that really was a difference for Arizona basketball or excuse me, for Arizona football. So we're going to keep you all up to date on this. Wednesday, we're coming back with an NBA draft profile about the three guys for Arizona and maybe some other guys on the roster that could be picked coming up later. You've been listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast.